Hello you. Welcome to this space. I'm your host Ruth and this is No Time for Small Talk. The podcast where we unpack the more complex and deeper aspects of life and explore taboo topics with curiosity and open discussion. We will be delving into mental and physical health, addiction, trauma, birth, death, and pretty much anything else we can dive to the depths of. If you have found your way here, I'm sure you are searching for something deeper, and I hope these conversations provide you with enlightening perspectives, comfort, education, and a smile or two. So wherever you are listening, welcome and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of No Time for Small Talk. And apologies, it's been so long. So this today is the final episode of season one of No Time for Small Talk and the final episode for this year, 2023. Even saying that alone feels terrifying that we are nearly in a new year and it's going to be 2024. Can you believe that? Because I'm really struggling to believe that. I feel like I say it every year, but seriously, this year feels like it may have been the fastest of my life so far. Uh, This year has been so full, so incredible full of absolutely just one thing after another of incredible, amazing things and changes and big events and travel and adventure and fun and work and passion and business and all of the above. Um, and I'm looking forward to a little bit of a break over Christmas and resetting everything for another new year and creating some solid intentions for 2024. So today I wanted to just start by saying, as I've kind of mentioned, apologies for the delay in getting this episode out there. I did have every intention of recording this episode many times over the past couple of months and it just didn't line up. I've... (laughs) And it just didn't line up. I've had lots of things on between getting back from Ireland, looking for a new place, traveling back to New Zealand, spending four weeks away, organizing business stuff, submitting exams for my studies, um, working and family life and going back to Australia, getting back into everything and, and getting into a new place as well. So this has really been the only time I've finally managed to sit down and record this episode. So thank you for being here and thank you for your patience. So today, what I wanted to speak about for this last episode of the season is something that's been on my mind a lot really this year, but especially in the past few months. And that is the topic of travel and primarily about I guess the importance of travel in my eyes and why I deem travel to be such a big priority for me in my life and why I believe that we all really could be working on traveling more. 
So let me preface this by saying in the past 12 months, I've been away on holidays or traveling for four months out of those 12 months. And this was a number that I found out recently when I actually sat down and kind of added up everything I've done over the past year. And to be honest, it surprised me. You know, I knew that I had created um, a lot of opportunities of being away and traveling to different places and also going home quite a few times in the past 12 months. But I don't think I realized how long I had actually been away for. And the last 12 months feels like it's been such a monumentous year. And it really feels like it's been one of these years that my perspective and my, I guess, the way that I want to and the way that I'm choosing to live my life has changed just so vastly in the past 12 months. And I feel like it's flipped and changed and been altered so many times. And I do believe that quite a big reasoning behind that is how many times I've been away or how many times I've gone on a trip or gone on a travel adventure or gone away for multiple months at a time. Because for me, there is no time like the times when I'm away traveling for personal growth and for really taking a big step back and just looking at my entire life from a bird's eye view and really having the chance and the space to look at that honestly and to make changes accordingly. So that was what I wanted to speak about today and I wanted to just dive a little deeper into all of that. So for me travel is super important as I've said you know it's something that I've always done. It's something that as a child we were lucky enough to be brought away quite a bit on holidays every year and multiple times a year we would travel because we had family that lived overseas. So you know whether we were going on a big trip for a few months over onto like a holiday destination or whether it was just a couple of days here and there over the sea going over to England or over to Wales or something like that it was really frequent for us to travel. And so I grew up with that mentality that travel is just part of life. You know, it's just what you do. And so then when I got older and I started reaching the age where I was able to kind of implement that for myself and decide if I wanted to go on a trip, it was just a natural progression to make that happen. Um, And then I moved away when I was quite young, when I was 19, I moved to New Zealand and from there I did lots of other travel and have traveled quite a bit, you know, into my adult years. But I think, you know, it's something that is just so important in my eyes to keep travel as a priority in my life. And that has many, many reasons. Um, But something that I see really frequently is people that have never really experienced what it feels like and what it is like to travel, you know, outside of just the odd occasional holiday, maybe to like a holiday destination and spend a week at like an all-inclusive resort or something like that. 
Not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel that it's a very different kind of travel than to have a bit more freedom within travel or experience like the real culture of a place within travel. Um, But what I've found is that often when I meet people who haven't really had the, I guess, fortune to experience um, what I deem as kind of true or deep travel, there does seem to be this sort of just difference in how the world is viewed. And I do think that when we're lucky enough to get to travel and to get to experience different cultures and different different places in this world and, you know, see different things, experience different things, feel different things, it does give you just a completely different perspective on your own life and a completely different way of viewing the world that we exist in. And I do think it also allows you to look at how you live and how you're choosing to live with a bit more of an open mind and a bit more of a um, wider view on things. You know, I think the trouble that we can get into is that we get stuck in our day-to-day lives and we get stuck in our routines and kind of like the mundaneness of what life can be, you know, of getting up and going to work or going to your studies or, you know, hanging out with your family or seeing your friends, going for dinners, maybe going to the cinema at the weekend, maybe going to a fun music event at the weekend or something like that, you know. But it's actually day to day, we're living a very similar and a very very similar life and a very similar existence and being surrounded by very similar people all the time. And I feel that when that is our pattern for months and years over and over, like our view of ourselves, our view of our world, our view of what it means to kind of be alive and be human, it starts to shrink a little bit and it starts to be really molded by the perceptions of what we're seeing around us all the time. And so it's like if we spend, you know, the majority of our lives in one place or even in one country, that quite often is the view that we have of the world. So we frame our world around what we see, feel, taste, touch, hear, um, on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. And so I think when we make it a priority to fit travel into that equation or to take the time to go off for a trip or, you know, spend a month in a new place or in a different place and immerse ourselves in a different culture, in a different way of being, in a different way of living, it kind of shakes up our life or what we think our life is and I find that every single time I go away I reassess and reevaluate something in the life that I had been living before I went and pretty much always I'll realize that there's something contained within the life that I'm living that I'm not happy with or that I'm settling for or that I'm kind of just closing my eyes to and accepting that it's just the way it is, right? And it's when I actually take that time to take myself away, like physically take myself out of the life that I am living and go somewhere else. It just 
it just opens your eyes and it opens your perspective. And every single time I will see something that I need to change from, from my life that I have been living. And I'd say nine times out of 10, I'm able to take that back and take that greater understanding and greater, um, yeah, greater understanding back to my life and implement those changes, you know, and whether it's something really small, like, oh, I've gotten out of the routine of reading daily. And when I went away on my holiday or my trip, I actually read every single day and I realized how happy it makes me to read and sit out, sit down and read a book. And so then when I come back, I implement, you know, maybe reading for five minutes every single night. So it could be something simple, something small like that. Or it could be, you know, that I've gone away, I've spent two months not working in one specific physical place and I come back and realize I actually can't work in that job anymore. It's destroying my soul. It's, you know, it's killing me slowly. I can't do that. And then I'm actually able to come back and change, make a change, you know, make that boundary and cut that loose and find a new job, a new passion that aligns with me more. You know, these are all examples that I definitely have had in the past in my life. Um, but also they're examples to show how it doesn't necessarily have to be some huge awakening that comes through from taking that time out from your life, or it can be. And I think part of this, you know, part of this taking that time to get away from your life, to experience something new, to take an adventure, to really take the time to live and be free and experience. I do think part of that comes with fear because I think like on a subconscious level, we know that anytime we embark on some kind of a journey, we can, it's almost impossible to come back unchanged. And so I think some people fear that, right? They fear that maybe if they go away, they won't be happy with their life anymore. They won't be as satisfied as they have been. You know, I think it's almost easier for some people to stay stagnant and stay comfortable in a routine or in a life that they don't love, they don't particularly really want, but because they haven't experienced something else, they're satisfied and they're okay with being in that and staying in that. But there's this kind of inner knowing that if you do step outside of that and if you do experience something else, it's going to be really hard to go back and be just as satisfied and be just as comfortable staying within that. So I think there's a lot of layers to this kind of a conversation. And also, you know, I I wouldn't dream of denying the fact that there is an element of privilege to being able to take trips and travel and explore the world and experience other cultures. You know, I know that for some people in the space they are in right now, that is not accessible. And, you know, maybe you're someone that for whatever reason, you actually just can't find it in your means to take a big trip away or, you know, go overseas for a month. That's understandable. I'm not suggesting that everyone has that privilege. 
Um, for me personally, I deem travel and adventure to be such a huge value in my life that I will prioritize that over many other things in my life. And so there are things within my life that I'll forego and not have because I am choosing to draw in more travel and adventure into my life. So there are other things that I'll quite happily not spend money on, not go and do, you know, not treat myself to because I'm really choosing that that is a big value in my life. And I know that for some people it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as just not doing certain things and and being able to afford it. Um, But what I'll say to that is there's also a, a much broader way of looking at kind of travel and adventure and experiencing the world in that it doesn't necessarily have to be taking two months off to go backpacking around South America, you know, or flying 38 hours to the other side of the world. You know, it can actually just be as simple as on your day off, hopping on a bus with no clue where it's going and staying on that bus for two and a half hours and ending up in a village that you've never been in in your whole life and spending the entire day exploring that village and seeing what you find, you know, stumbling into an old coffee shop and opening up a book that just blows your mind and, or, you know, walking through a garden that you've never seen before. And maybe you find a little secret buried fairy door and that brings you the inspiration to write the book you've never thought you would write. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think this idea that travel and adventure has to be a huge expensive ordeal just isn't true. There are so many ways to create that sense of wonder and awe and adventure and newness and excitement and really expand the way that we see and view the world and how we perceive things um, without that excessiveness or without that real idea that it has to be something big and something amazing and something expensive you know it can also be on your doorstep somewhere that you've never found before you know for an example we just moved into a new house um two weeks ago now and we moved into a house that's very close to where we were living for two years so it's probably a five minute drive away And I really thought that I had explored and seen this neighborhood pretty much all I could. And the other day I decided I'd had a really big day. I'd been working all day. I had lots on and I hadn't really had any time to be outside in nature and moving my body. And so I decided I would just go for a really long walk when I got home. And so I, you know, put my shoes on, decided I don't want to drive anywhere. I don't want to be back in the car. I'm just going to walk through the estate, through the park, like, you know, the housing estate. And I'll just walk. Um, and so I walked for about 35 minutes, um, 40 minutes probably. And I decided, oh yeah, I'll turn back now. I'll start kind of heading towards home. And on this walk, I just kept taking random turns. So I kind of had an idea where I was. Like it's a relatively small neighborhood. But I was like, oh, I haven't taken this turn before. I haven't taken this turn before. 
So on that kind of 35 to 40 minutes before I decided to turn back, I had passed three small parks that I didn't know existed in this little neighborhood. One which had the most amazing giant tree that I just thought this tree must be, God, it must be 150, 200 years old, stunning tree. Um, and oh yeah and lots of you know open spaces to sit and benches like in the middle of just a grass area just really beautiful little spaces to be and to sit and to even bring a picnic or watch the sunset that I just didn't know existed but then when I was on the way home I decided oh you know I came from this direction so I'm going to go back the other direction and do a loop And when I was walking up to go past, like to go the next direction, I just saw across the road that there was like a bit of a barrier and a hill going down. And I was like, oh, that doesn't look like someone's house. I'll just pop over there and see what it is. And I could see that it was a huge grassy hill that went down to some kind of a clearing. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go down here and see what's down here. And so I walked down and I literally came out to the bottom of the hill to this giant pond with a huge woodland walk surrounding the pond and just trees and flowers and just beautiful little like um kind of signs and little like almost um what's the word you know just like I can't think of the word, but it's like a fairy wonderland. You know, they had like a little sign, like make sure you take a, a take a stop and take a breath and things like that. And anyway, I started walking through and I did the whole loop walk and it was so beautiful and so peaceful. And there had been so much time and care and attention put into this little woodland walk around a pond. But the thing that was so amazing about it was you would have no idea this is there. Like I walked the entire way around and not one spot was signposted from somewhere else. You know, like it wasn't like woodland walk this way or anything. It was just that I literally stumbled upon this place because I took the time to go out of my house with no agenda and to just say, I'm just going to walk and see what I find. And then to actually have the patience to take turns that I wasn't expecting and to go somewhere without a route, without a map, without a direction or without a specific time limit that I had to get through and also without an agenda. Like, you know, a lot of times if I'm tired or I've had a long day and I just really want to get out and move, I'll like stick my headphones in, you know, or even find something that I have to do on my phone while I'm walking and I'll just like move my body and actually just do whatever I need to do while I'm walking And so many times like that, I'm just actually completely unconscious. Like, yes, I'm physically moving my body, but I'm not actually allowing the space to open my mind or my perspective or see what might be available for me on this walk. You know, so anyway, that is just a little example that I ended up coming back from that walk so full of awe and wonder and just like, oh my God, I live you know, 10 minutes away from this amazing winter wonderland that I can just walk through or, you know, woodland wonderland is what I meant to say, um, that I can walk through anytime I like. But it also really reignited the fact that if we take the time 
and effort to make an adventure. We can find adventure and joy and wonder anywhere. We really can. And so I guess that example was just to remind you and to kind of hit home that fact that when I speak about travel and opening your mind and opening your perception and experiencing the world, it doesn't have to be this elusive elite thing that's only available to certain people. It actually is available to us all, no matter where we live, no matter where we are. All we actually really need is an open mind and some time and space to just experience and to see what might be out there. So, you know, for me personally, every few months I love to go away somewhere. And for me, most of that time, I really love for it to be somewhere far away or somewhere brand new that I've never been or somewhere quite, you know, kind of a big adventure because that's me that's what I crave that's what I love is it always accessible every few months absolutely not but that's what I dream of and that's what would be my ideal but that is absolutely not necessary what I will say is if it's possible for you to every few months take yourself away for whether it's one day one night or you know a weekend or something like that if you can actually take yourself away to somewhere completely new like an hour's drive away or or three hours or five hours or whatever is accessible and to just allow yourself to take that time to have no agenda to not know where you're going to eat to not know what you're going to do for the day to not know any specific goals, outcomes, excuse me, outcomes or agendas that you have and to just let yourself be open and receptive to whatever is there for you to experience. And I can almost guarantee that it will make you look at your life and look at your world and look at your perception in a different way. And I'm sure that you will bring back from that experience something magical you know or something new that you would like to implement or change or expand on or create within your own life so yeah that's I guess all of why I think travel is important and how um yeah how you can bring that a little bit more into your own life and your own um existence and create a little more adventure and fun um so yeah and then kind of what I want to do expand on is this idea of the kind of when we get those ideas or or excitements or real you know when we go away and we realize I've been living my entire life wrong and I need to change everything like I don't know if that happens to you but that happens to me quite frequently And I'll go away and when I step outside of my day-to-day reality, my day-to-day life, and when I have time and space and new things to look at and new people to meet, that's when my brain just takes off. And that's when I'm excited and I'm receptive and I'm creative and I have these amazing ideas. And, you know, quite often I'll 
think of new ways to work, think of new things to do with my house, think of new opportunities, like all of this stuff comes through for me. And I feel like I am so receptive and open to receiving all of that. And a lot of times while I'm away, I'll create all of these plans about what I'm going to change and how I'm going to do things and how I'm going to do more of a morning routine and an evening routine. And, you know, all these things I'm going to implement into my life when I come back, which is amazing. And I have every intention of doing all of those things. But most of the time, within about two to three weeks of coming home, I would say like 50 to 70% of those things start to fall away again as I start to slip back into my routine, as I start to, you know, step back into my responsibilities and things that need to be done and the busyness of life that creeps back in. And so that was something I wanted to talk about too, is that even though we can have every intention of creating these changes or making these things be a reality in our life when we get back. Also kind of not beating yourself up if they don't all become a reality or if you don't come back and immediately quit your job and start a business or if you don't come back and immediately, you know, take up sewing and and get amazing at creating scarves or whatever. You know what I mean? Like to also give yourself grace that when we actually come back and we immerse ourselves back into the responsibilities and the demands of day-to-day life living in the society that we live in, it's really, really challenging to implement all of these things that we may have gained new perspective on or gotten new ideas about or had all this creative energy about when we were outside of that routine and day-to-day life. It's actually just really hard to implement those things and to also find the space and time and energy to implement all of those things or any of those things. And so I guess how can we combat that? You know, how can we hold what we've learned from our travel or adventure experiences? How can we bring the essence of those things into our life and into our days and into our work and you know how can we learn from those things and take the message and the teachings from those things but also live our normal lives or earn money or you know do our demands that we have to do or look after children or or whatever it is that we actually have in our day-to-day lives that we are asked a lot of always, how can we balance that? And I don't know if I necessarily have the answer because it's something that I'm constantly working on and something that I find quite challenging. But I think part of it is actually taking that time when I do come home from a trip, like after maybe a week, you know, when the things that I've said that I'm going to do or the things that I've said I'm going to change are starting to actually become quite challenging. And I'm starting to find the resistance and the like physical difficulty in bringing those things into my life. It's actually taking time to sit down, to kind of drop back into that mindset that I had been in before while I was away but also with the reality of existing in the life that I'm living in and how can I maybe adjust those things and make them more 
um, doable? And how can I kind of maybe adjust what I want to change or how I want to change it or the time frame in which I want to change it that actually fits with all the other demands that I have in my life? Because I find when I do take the time to do that, instead of me just saying like, oh, you know, all those ideas are amazing and now I can't do them and now I'm just stuck in my life again and everything is terrible. Or just going, oh, whatever, that was a fun thing that I thought of while I was away, but not reality, not going to happen. And kind of closing the book on that to actually maintain the essence and the learning of what came through while I was away, but also like reassess and adjust how I can actually bring that into my life more fully and in a more realistic way based on all the other demands that life asks of us. So that's number one of how I think to kind of balance that out. And number two for me again comes back to making travel and adventure a regular occurrence because unfortunately when we do get back in our day-to-day lives and we're back with all of the demands and all of the responsibilities and all the different hats that we have to wear it's really easy to kind of forget you know to forget what came through while we were away to forget that sense of magic and wonder and joy and creative energy and so I think as much as we can have every intention and we can even take that time to sit down and make our goals or what we want to achieve or what we want to bring in more realistic. It's also just, we slip back into old habits. You know, we're creatures of habits. We're creatures of routine. And so sometimes even with all the best intentions and all the best planning, we just aren't bringing those teachings and that essence and that, that, magic and wonder and joy into our lives and so I think creating opportunities regularly to re-experience those feelings or to again open our mind a little bit more or um, put ourselves and our senses in a scenario that feels different and feels expansive that remembering consistently over time does imprint onto us and does help us to really embody those those authentic changes and the things that feel really really important for us to bring into our lives the more that we can also do that and reconnect to that sense of adventure and and expansion the easier it is to actually bring that into our day-to-day lives so they're my kind of two tips for for finding that balance and actually bringing those things in is to one kind of reassess when you're back from your trip and you're actually back in the day-to-day life of how you can make it more manageable to bring those things in and to to just create more opportunities for travel or trips or adventure or you know like hopping on a bus and going somewhere random that you've never been before um so they're my two tips for that and what else was I going to talk about? I'm just going to check my notes now because I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, I think, I think at the crux of it, you know, so I'll do a little story. Basically, as I said a little bit at the beginning, you know, travel and adventure have been something that's just always been in my life. It's 
always been normal for me and has always been something that's been a value of mine and something that I've done quite frequently. So um, when I met my husband, I met him in New Zealand and he's quite a bit older than me. So he's 13 years older than me. And I met him in New Zealand and he told me that he's always wanted to travel. He's always wanted to, you know, explore the world. But I think at that time, maybe his passport had actually expired. I'm not sure I'd have to check, but I think it was. But also he told me that he'd only ever been to New Zealand and Australia. And I remember... I was actually shocked Um, because for me to fathom that someone could have lived a full life and not experienced more than that or more places than that, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And I know that sounds probably very privileged and very judgmental and all of these things. And I recognize there are so many people in this world that haven't had that luxury and that, and that experience. However, to me in my current state that I was in at that time, I just could not fathom that that could be the case. And, you know, it was really nice that he had that, um, hope and that wish and that want to travel and adventure, but it just hadn't happened for him at that time. And in the past, what is it now two years I'd say um this man so my husband he has traveled to Ireland he has traveled to Italy he's traveled to Bali he's traveled back to New Zealand but gone all the way around New Zealand and all the way around the South Island which he had never done before He had gone back to Ireland again, traveled around Ireland. And, you know, all these things that to me, I think part of me had taken for granted, you know, that just hopping on a plane and going to a new place and experiencing a new culture. And yeah, that's amazing. And that's really cool. And that's really fun. But actually to witness somebody experiencing so many of those experiences for the first time and to kind of watch through his eyes the sense of just wow you know this is so new and this is such a new experience to see that and to witness that and then earlier on this year to witness his kids experiencing that for the first time you know we all traveled back to Ireland when we got married this year and to again witness that through their eyes then to see to see people for the first time really seeing how other people live how other people experience the world you know people speaking different languages people eating completely different foods people living life in a completely different way and to witness not only what that is in the moment and how that expands the perception and the mind and the sense of awe in the world in that moment but also to see the ripple effects and the growth that comes from those experiences too and to witness that in people that it's still a relatively new experience for is just so magic it really is just so magic and 
yeah, I think that just really reminded me alongside my own experiences and, and my own lots more travel that I've had the privilege to have in the past couple of years and how much that has impacted me and how much that has helped me to drop into what I truly desire and what I truly value and want and 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 crave for my life. Those two things really are probably the crux of why I wanted to speak about this today and to kind of just hit home to me why I believe that travel and adventure is so important for all of us to try and bring into our lives in any way that we can and in any way that is accessible to us you know and just to really take that opportunity to broaden our perception to experience new ways and new cultures and just different something different and something that is outside of the realm of what we deem the world to be and to kind of allow whatever magic and whatever gifts and whatever will unfold from those experiences and to allow those things to ripple out into your life for months and years going forward so I'm going to leave it there on that topic because I think if I keep going, I'm just going to ramble on more about how much I love travel. And I think I've actually covered most of the really important points that I wanted to cover. And yeah, I also want to keep this episode not too long, sort of short and sweet. And to say that I have absolutely loved recording this season it's been as I probably said at the start of this podcast it's been such a dream of mine to start a podcast and to create a platform where I can speak and share openly and honestly and also open up conversations on the challenging and deeper and darker and more in-depth topics of life that a lot of people don't want to talk about a lot of people shy away from um And kind of also to open that conversation for the more controversial topics too. And I've really, really loved to, yeah, to bring that into existence and to bring that into reality and to hear the feedback that people are giving me about episodes and about what works and what doesn't work and what they like and what they don't like. And, um, you know, the feedback that I've gotten so far has been really that, People are craving these kinds of conversations and people, people want a bit more rawness and a bit more honesty and a bit more vulnerability really, you know. And so it's been my real honor to create this season and I want to take a moment to thank all of you that have listened along in this season, that have listened along to episodes, that have, you know, subscribed, that have shared, that have followed us on Instagram, No Time for Small Talk 1 and that have stayed along with me for the journey of this season. So season two is going to be coming back next year, 2024 in January. I'm going to take a little break for the last couple of months of this year and I will get recording um, towards probably the end of December to have some episodes ready to launch in January. 
Um, what I found from the layout of this season of season one is that it's really unsustainable and really challenging for me to record weekly episode for me to put out weekly episodes because for me to be um, uploading and sharing weekly episodes I need to be recording every single week and I need to be recording multiple episodes a week and just with where I am in my life right now and everything that I've got going on, it's really challenging for me to actually make that a reality. So later on, I would love to get back to doing weekly episodes. But for now, for the start of season two, it's going to be more spread out than that. So I'm hoping to be bringing you fortnightly episodes. But if that's not possible for me, it will be monthly. So just to give you a time frame, it will be between fortnightly and monthly from January. And, um, I am also intending on having lots more guest episodes for next year. So some of the feedback, actually a lot of the feedback that I've received from this year is that people have really, really loved and enjoyed the guest episodes and the conversational episodes and, you know, hearing what other people are going through, other people's experiences, other people's perspectives. And for me personally, I've also really enjoyed those episodes and I've loved to be able to kind of bounce thoughts and ideas off someone else. I love talking. I've, I really um, have a lot to say, but I have found it can be challenging to fill an entire episode with just me and my thoughts and my opinions. And I also think overall moving forward with where I want this podcast to go and what I would love for you all to be able to get out of this podcast is just more perspectives and a deeper understanding of lots of different ways of being and things that are occurring in this world and in people's own selves. And so I think to enable that to happen too, it's really important for me to have other people on this podcast and other people sharing their stories and their experiences and for us to be able to really talk about topics on that deeper level and kind of gain yeah different perspectives and different ideas about about things in this world so that's just giving you a little bit of a rundown of what to expect for season two and I really hope that if you've been here for the whole of season one that you'll come back for season two next year and if you're not following our Instagram along already then just hit follow and you will be the first to hear you know about anything coming up on the podcast or I'm hoping also to add in some extra resources onto the Instagram page next year and yeah if you're not already subscribed please hit subscribe and I would love if you could share this podcast around to your family and friends and let everyone know that we'll have a break for a couple of months so it's a great time to catch up on all the episodes before we launch into season two and yeah I just wanted to say once again thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here and I really hope you have a wonderful Christmas a wonderful new year and I can't wait to chat to you all in the new year in 2024 so with that I'm going to say goodbye and I will talk to you all soon Bye. Thank you for listening to No Time for Small Talk. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, share and leave a review. Remember to follow our Instagram, No Time for Small Talk, for extra resources and to be the first to hear about upcoming guests or events. If you would like to connect or find out more about my work, you can find me on Instagram at Ruma Integrative or by emailing ruma-connect at outlook.com. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now.